every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. The tremendous football Thursday edition of You Better You Bet rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network. Simulcast by our pals at Stadium for the next 60 minutes. And in the next 60 minutes, we will bring you an interview with our pal Joey Kanish from The Hammer. Joey Kanish going to give us NFL plays for the weekend and early thoughts on the college football playoff semifinals and bowl season in the great sport of college football. Ken and I also going to talk peace word, peace word, NFL awards, including MVP. We'll get back to that conversation coming up in just a moment. But 60 minutes from now, Power Hour, final hour of the show, featuring all our bets for tonight. Absolutely can't wait to roll through them, including hockey, including NBA with the Lakers and the Pelicans as the uh, the second half of the NBA Cup semifinal doubleheader from Las Vegas, and side total and props Thursday night football with the Steelers and the Patriots. But for now, I'm like pretty pretty excited for this game, by the way. Yeah, awesome. I don't like the court is the only thing. It looks like the Washington Wizards colors. That's what I don't understand. Yeah, it's no good. Like what? Like what's what's NBA cupish about this? Like I don't like. Why is there so much red? Didn't we learn our lesson from the red courts in the in the group play? Nobody likes the red courts. You can't watch them on TV. They look terrible. So like all the teams that played in their home sites last round didn't have red courts. Now we're now we're going to put a lot of red on. Why did we, why did we do that? I don't understand. There's 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 a lot of red. Some would say too much, like one one drop of red, probably too much. You would say there's there there is a there is a lot of red. That is definitely true. Um, we'll 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 tell you what's happening in the game. Obviously, as we move along, uh, we we had some bets in the game. You can check out at you better you bet on Twitter. We tweeted out all the plays for the Pacers and the Bucks. I mean, really, what an ugly court. Like, what is this? It's it's pretty rough. Yeah, this, it's okay though. Well, the, and the Lakers they wanted to wear their specific jerseys and they can't because they blend in too much with the color. Like the Lakers can't even wear the jerseys they want because of this stupid court. So bet the Pelicans mm, jersey oh, angle. Ooh, about it. oh, what, mm. what what are the bets? What are the bet splits in the handle based on uh, on jersey colors? Uh, honestly. I'm going to guess a lot of people probably think that's a big deal. <laughs> so, gonna, like, honestly, I, that's I, people. People bet stuff like that. And sometimes they're right. Well, to know. be fair, the people that bet the uh, the Bengals on Monday night because they were wearing the all whites. Uh, they're undefeated oh, in them. They got so they got money. They got money till 2024. Those people and cash. Big so yeah, yeah, yo, yo, good. Those all white uniforms are for Cincinnati. Jake Browning put his on, and he became Joe Burrow. It's kind of funny how that works. All right, we'll get to back to NFL Most Valuable Player here. Jake, bring the music up. Uh, so in hour number one, we like set the table, and we talked a lot about MVP. We'll hit the rest of the award markets, but if you missed that conversation and you're like parachuting in now, or you're watching us on Stadium, you can find the initial part of the conversation. Just search "You Bet." wherever you find your podcasts. Spent a lot of time talking about it. I think it's definitely worth your time if you want to bet this market. And uh, you should want to bet the market because it's extremely fascinating. It's very interesting. So, Ken, um, we kind of, as I said, set the table earlier in hour number one. Now, like the betting strategy here for NFL Most Valuable Player. And just for the benefit of our live audience here, Dak and Purdy are your co-favorites, followed by Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. Tua and Lamar are both 8-1, to one, followed by two non-quarterbacks, Tyreek Hill at 12, Christian McCaffrey at 20, CJ. Jay Stroud is 25 to 1. Josh Allen is 33 to 1. Yeah, and so I think strategy is going to be for two different groups of people, right? Strategy, if you have no money in the market, um, but you have money, not that you have no money, but you have no money in this particular market and you, and you want to. Uh, or strategy, if 
you're like us and we like went on the show made a very impassioned case for betting Dak Prescott entering a very easy part of the Cowboys schedule at 40 to 1 and that price has aged really well he's the favorite I think a lot of people are sitting there with that ticket like now what like now what do you do if you have no money in the market this is a tough this is a tough entrance uh, tough entry point the time to bet Dak is completely passed why? Because now his candidacy will hinge on their success in a number of high leverage coin flip games, and his price is only three to one. So his price can get better, but it only gets better by winning high leverage coin flip games, and you can't guarantee that he's going to do that. Whereas when we bet him at 40, they were going to win three in a row. It was like a very, very, very likely thing that they were going to win a lot of games because the schedule was really easy. So like you you, you want to bet when that's what's in front of you, when the really tough things are in front of you and the price is low, that's a bad time to make a bet, honestly. So like, I hope Dak wins. Say my prayers every night. Hope we get this one home. Now it's like rubber meets the road. Like what's going to happen? This is not the buy point. Like this is Dak trading at, at the, the highest price he's been trading at in terms of like his perception in the market. Everyone's really in on this now. So he can't be the bet if you have nothing. The player whose price is most likely to age, there are two, two players whose prices are most likely to age the best. The first is Brock Purdy because they're going to keep winning. Uh, they're an 11 point favorite against the Seattle Seahawks. He is likely to at least play average in that game. His price is not going up unless he gets hurt. And obviously we don't root for an injury and an injury is just as likely for every other player, to be perfectly honest. Um, so his price is likely to keep going down or stay the same. His is the most stable. Uh, and then everything else kind of depends on the Cowboys uh, Eagles game in terms of like how the rest of the prices unfold uh, for the other two big quarterbacks. So like you can bet Purdy because it's safe but he's already low priced. You can bet Jalen Hurts if you love them in the game against Dallas. The problem there is Purdy wins there too. Jalen Hurts beats Dallas, Purdy passes Dak, and Purdy already beat Jalen Hurts. So like Hurts doesn't really have a path to be like the sole favorite now anymore. Like it'll always be like, well, they lost to the Niners. So like, what are we going to do with that now? And the numbers will never be as good as Brock's numbers or as Dak's numbers. So that's really tough too. The only player you could make a case to bet on, and you got to be kind of a sicko to do this, but I do think the price is going to go down a little bit more. Uh, if you have no position, I would at least consider betting some Tyreek Hill. And I'm, I understand I'm like the last person at the trough on this one. Um, Sam Paniotovich comes on the show. He's got like 175 to one. And the prices earlier in this week, to be fair, were 20 and 25 to one. And just the only reason I think his price not, and I'm not saying he's going to win, just price drop between this week and when we talk again next Thursday, what's going to happen? Okay, like the winner of Cowboys Eagles gets a bump. Brock probably stays the same because they win and he plays well. Okay, what's happening on Monday night? Well, it's a three-hour movie about Tyreek Hill chasing the 2,000-yard mark. That's basically what it is. They're playing the Titans. They're a 13-point favorite. His point is his yardage prop already up. Does it start with a one? Like, I mean, it's just like a it's a it's started a with a one last week against Washington. Yes. So yeah, I, I I would think it will almost. This might be I'm like Derrick right Henry. Now just to see it. So. Remember when Derrick Henry was like chasing the yards? It was like one fifty-seven and a half or something. It was like the rushing yards prop down the stretch because he was like going uh, for a. We record. have it. We have a receiving yards prop number for Tyreek Hill on Monday night. Like, like um, one twenty-five. What so? Only like a slight adjustment from 104 and a half is the number. And I, I am Over. guessing when we do so when we do the segment on Monday night with all the with all the bets for Monday night football, this number it ain't gonna be one oh four and a half. It's gonna be higher than that. Because like that right, can't that can't be the number about. in this game. Right. The only way the only way he goes under is if he takes off the fourth quarter completely because they're up by so much. And even then he can still go over because that's how he's been going over this season. It's not I don't know if he's gonna win. I don't know who's gonna win. 
but everyone's really starting to pile on this this idea and you listen to people who vote or people who think like people who vote people in the media people are starting to really pile on the idea that if he breaks this record and this the entire telecast is going to be about his pursuit of 2000 yards the entire black friday telecast was about his pursuit of of 2000 yards against the jets that's dominating the conversation so much if he does it and dak loses a couple times and brock purdy's just good down the stretch i i actually and i would have never said this at the start of the year but like it's my, my time's die i need to shut up and start listening to everybody else i think there's a real chance this actually happens as like a, a non-quarterback candidate i don't think it's that likely but if we're just talking about price drops between now and next week and you have nothing in the market you can like you can bet dak and brock purdy and and hope because you're just it's basically you're, you're flipping a coin in the cowboys eagles game and maybe your price improves and maybe it doesn't um tyreek gets the choicest matchup the entire telecast is about this. He is very like the points. The yardage prop tells you he's likely to play well. You don't even have to guess. Like the the market tells you he's likely to play well in the game. And what happens to his price when that happens? Uh, I think he passes two at least. I think he passes Mahomes. I think he passes Lamar Jackson. And he probably stays behind the three big quarterbacks. That's not a great super valuable bet. I'll just say that right now. Like, but that's what's out there right now. If you have nothing, that's what's out there right now. You can roll the dice with Brock Purdy, but it's three to one. Like. I don't know if the price is going crazy in the next two weeks versus everyone else. It might be a small price drop next week. You can t- you can roll the dice, take your chances. Like it might go down. Um, that's it's just unlikely. If you have Dak, which is probably a lot of people because you listen to this show, uh, how I have chosen to approach this, this like this is the time to spend some of your. It, you could, first of all, you can ride this to the finish line, and and I I hope it works out for all of us, and I hope he wins these games, and it's this awesome story, and he wins. I hope that happens. It also may not happen. And if you don't want that risk and you don't want to do that, like, so you could hold Dak and you're fine. You have a three to one favorite. It's playing enough to go in with a total of 52 at home. Like it might go awesome. It really could. Um, if he loses, it may start going a lot less awesome really fast. And this is kind of the time where if you want to get out of this, you can get out of it a little bit. Now, you don't have to agree with me on who you want to add or how you want to do this or like how much money you want to win on Dak and how much you want to win on everybody else. So like, we can all do different stuff here, and it's okay. If you want to not follow me on this, I don't blame you, because this is like a really subjective opinion that I'm about to give. How I want to go forward when I have Dak the rest of the year is I want to win a little bit on Brock Purdy now. Not a lot. I just want to win a little bit. I want to get my money back, and I want to win a little bit if he wins. I want some exposure to him. Like, I, if he wins, I don't want to be frustrated, because it's the safest case to make. And this is the week where Dak's stock can really plummet and Brock Purdy is going to be the one that picks up the pieces if that happens. And I don't even know if he's going to win, but I do need I need a little Brock Purdy, even if I don't like the case a lot. I got to have it based on what I'm reading everywhere. Uh, and then I added a lot of Tyreek Hill this week. I did like I, not at 12, like I've at 25 and 20 and 18 drove the price down a little bit. And I think 12 is OK. I wouldn't mind having some. And I'm I'm still heavy on Dak. I, after going through this entire week, like I added some Purdy and I added some Tyreek. And I win no matter who wins. I don't win very much on Brock Purdy. The price is very low, and I don't want to aggressively bet it right now. But I need it a little bit. And I would say you probably want a little bit if you're out there. He's going to be one of the guys that's there at the end. He's just, it's it's like done already unless he gets hurt. They're going to win four games of the five at least. His numbers are going to be good. Like, it's just, he's going to be there. You really want to have nothing? Seems like a pretty good idea, honestly. At least get your money back on deck if Brock Purdy wins. Um, so I'm still heavy deck. He wins. He's the biggest win. Tyreek's pretty good. Brock's just like, let me get let me get the money back and we'll we'll kind of see you next year and see what happens. 
All right, you better you better hear Nick and Ken on a Thursday. P-squared, B-squared, NFL Awards. Comprehensive breakdown there of NFL Most Valuable Player. Really good. Uh, I also bet Tyreek this week. I wouldn't, wouldn't be terribly upset if it happened. We'll see. There's, there's we'll a subversion that, that people really think he won't win because of, like, things we thought at the start of the year. Like, I didn't think I, he'd I, win at the start of the year, right? I don't think... I think people, I think, and like, and you've even said this a couple times throughout the show, it feels like this week kind of things have shifted a little bit. And I know yes. like your thought is like, at, like when we wake up on Tuesday morning, it definitely will have because he's going to go for 150, 200 yards in the game against the Titans. They have the worst secondary in the league. Like that, that, it's just like, it's going to happen. Um, but I think that people are starting, the worm is starting to turn, I think a little bit in a good way here on Tyreek, if you like that position for, I agree. for NFL MVP. Yeah, and and why don't we just do offensive player of the year next? Because Tyreek is like the prominent figure in that market, and I can say what I was going to say as part of that. Sure, and Tyreek Hill is minus one seventy five to be offensive player of the year. McCaffrey is uh plus one. I can't. That's either a four or a one. Plus either my handwriting's one forty five. Yeah. I need to I need to like do something about this because I write everything down and my handwriting is so it. bad I can't you read it. You get to it. certain points, you're like, is he minus 10,000 or minus 200? Like, which one like is here, it? I don't, I don't, I don't know, know if people can see this here in my notebook. Like, it's just like... Did yeah, you draw a, a picture of a face there too? What is that? What is that? No, this <laughs> is like, I just, I doodle. So like I write reset sometimes during the interview and then I just like doodle around it. These are all like the prices for everything. Yeah. It's all very interesting. <laughs> It's like, yes, the insanity uh, of Nick Costos. <laughs> yes, it's really funny. Um, yeah, th- uh, look, this we spent, what, an hour on MVP? Uh, this one's pretty easy. We talked last week about how it might have been a potential buy point for Tyreek Hill because he is likely to play very well. The entire season is, like, about him. And you could be like, well, that's, like, really stupid. Yes, and that is how people vote for things. That is exactly how they vote for things. Yes, Christian McCaffrey is an incredibly valuable offensive player. Also, no one who votes cares. No one cares. All they care about is this guy and whether he's going to break this record and whether he should win MVP if he breaks the record. That's all that's happening. So yeah, McCaffrey can win if one of like three Tyreek Hill injuries flares up and he misses some games. Then McCaffrey wins. That's who wins. If Tyreek doesn't get hurt and if his production is like modest down the stretch, even if he doesn't break the record, I think think it's in the bag. But he has to be healthy. Like, this isn't like, uh, this isn't 100%. It's not like if he gets hurt on Monday night and, you know, he's a hand injury, he got an ankle injury, all this stuff. Like, he misses games. This gets really sketchy really fast. He's not missing the game. Like, you see you see what's happening in the market? He had one really good game. Now what's, oh, oh, actually, he's really, really, you think? You think he's really likely to win? So we've been all over this the whole time. Shifted position last week to make more on Tyreek. Hang out. Like, we win. And uh, I don't know if there's a third player to discuss right now. It doesn't mean something crazy can't happen in the next five weeks, but like, it's not really worth having the conversation right now. I was talking with, uh, and we'll close the segment with this, and we'll do with some more awards coming up later this hour. I was talking to Brian Baldinger earlier today, did his podcast in the huddle earlier this morning with Carl Dukes, and Baldy said on the show, like, he talked to Tyree Kill before the Dolphins game last week against the Commanders. He was on the call of it, and he said, like, you're going to get to 2,000 yards, and Tyreek said, like, if my body holds up, basically, because he's dealing with a bunch of injuries here, so not, yeah. nothing's guaranteed, obviously, just if he stays healthy, yeah, man, it's a... Cares I, I wouldn't vote anybody it. else. Like, really and, wants the record, too. If I were him, I, I would as well. Me too. Joey Kanish joins us on the other side, giving us NFL bets for the weekend and early thoughts on bowl season in college football.